0: Hello, I'm Pete Kahn, laughter leader, positive thinker, and entrepreneur, and you're listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete, where each week I'll bring you tips and tricks to lead a happier, more positive life. Ready? Let's go. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining me today on Laughter and Positivity with Pete, and today I am honored to be joined by Tovey Kane. (laughs) <laughs> who is a laughter ambassador, laughter teacher. She at the moment is, I'm, I'm looking at Toby, She sat in a beautiful garden and we'll be able to hear the birds chirping, I'm sure. And uh, Toby, thank you so much for coming on.
1: So lovely, Pete. And yeah, I, I decided I'd pop out into the garden with you and, and just enjoy the chirping, enjoy the space, enjoy it. often rains here. So to have some sunshine on your face, we just look to the sun. Ah! <laughs> and it just, <laughs> It helps us to just feel so connected that the energy of the sun is the energy we have inside us that we can just go, "Ah." (laughs) even on a rainy day, a stormy day, a cloudy day, a dark day, middle of the night, the night before the storm.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. I like to often say, because a lot of people say, oh, it's raining and oh, it's raining. It's like, But if it doesn't rain, we can't water our plants and we can't eat from the ground. So actually...
1: If it doesn't rain, you can't catch it. Uh.
0: (laughs) Love it. I love it. We're going to have some fun, Toby. I can feel this already. (laughs) So... So, Toby, I like to always start my um, my my interviews really just to get an idea of sort of your background and and I suppose how laughter yoga came onto your your radar and yeah um, yeah.
1: Pete, my background's actually uh, broadcasting. I was in radio uh, for a very long time. I was an award winning DJ and um, I did breakfast TV, and so I was quite used to. Uh, the presenting and centralising, and I trained in acting as at university. So I understood what breath control was and I understood the characterization of being able to play a sad, drawn-in person or to play an optimistic, hopeful person. So I suppose in a way that dramatic um, influence made it easier for me to... Uh, in embrace laughter yoga because I already had that feeling for characterizing and personalizing, and my journalistic background gave me the sense of, well, how do I, how do I create an atmosphere and tell a story if I don't have pictures to show? You know, that's that was something. But I went further and pivoted into mindfulness meditation. I became a meditation teacher and naturally with laughter yoga, uh, you know, you, you go on a journey. Where where I first discovered it was I was singing at a huge marketing expo. You know, those places where each conference room is busy and there's, a, there's something special happening in each one. And if you're presenting, you're kind of like a little bit nervous because who's coming to your session? And I was singing at that stage. I was uh, singing at, and obviously for a marketing expo, you've got to be really on point. And I'd had quite a good group and I felt, Good and it went well. And I stepped off stage, and there was this huge applause, and it wasn't for me. And I thought, well, where is this applause coming from? So I went through the whole marketing place till I got to the expo where this laughter was happening. And I walked inside and discovered people, you know, pulling faces and laughing. And there was this whole group of people and there was this crazy auntie telling people to put cream on their face. They didn't have cream. I wanted to know what is going on. And I realized this is laughter yoga. And uh, so that was in 2010. And for my birthday, the very next year, I gave a, a, a laughter yoga brunch for my friends. And um, I actually hired that uh, laughter yoga coach to come over. And just, you know, you expect your friends to love something as much as you do. And they were all closed arms, reticent, pulled back, weren't happy, didn't like the idea until they started to feel it out, let go, do some laughter, play. And by the end of the session, they really enjoyed it. So I've been with laughter yoga since 2010. And it was when I was writing this book, Mind Over Natter, it, I, I, it's about overcoming your negative inner critics. And of course, my own negative inner critics were like, you're not good enough. How, how can you write a book? Who do you think you are? And I was researching. I was getting everything that I could possibly get. And one of the things that I just stumbled on was Dr. Madan Kataria's book, Laughter Yoga. And I thought what is this laughter for no reason? And I thought, oh, I remember that laughter yoga. I loved his book so much. And I contacted him and I immediately started training. I did basic training. I did um, leader training. And I went on to do inner spirit stuff. I went and all sorts of extra training and then ultimately became a teacher. So that was really where it, uh, and I asked him to write the foreword of my book. And he graciously did. And it was just it just became it's not about the inner critics anymore. It's about actually embracing listening to silence, allowing the silence, being confident in that. And then, you know, we don't silence our inner critics, but we can we can put them in the backseat. They don't get to drive anymore. Mm. And that's what made me it kind of transformed things for me. And I realized, okay. We can we can carry on, so yeah,
0: That's wonderful. That's a wonderful story. And Toby, I'm just gonna like little little interjection. Like, I just keep hearing a bird and it sounds beautiful in the background. And and what I find really interesting is when I talk to different people in different parts of the world and you hear bird song, and the birds never sound the same, do they? Whichever country you're in. So- do you
1: know there's actually a, there's a psychological test that shows that. Bird song gives us a sense of peace and well-being. And when there isn't bird song, it actually causes stress. And the reason for that is birds are one of the first to plea if there's a natural disaster that's imminent. And subconsciously, we are attuned to the sound of that, that chatter that happens with birds. So I do a lot of meditations using birdsong as the bass sound and listening, listening, tuning into it, being a part of their expression. And it is remarkable, as you say. The sound is different in, in so many places.
0: Definitely, definitely. I, I remember. So I, I sort of got onto Clubhouse, the um, the audio oh, app, yeah. quite early, and there was a guy who used to. Um, he lived in Hawaii, and he literally his his room that he set up was uh dawn chorus, and that was it. There was no talking. You just listened to all these different birds, yeah. and it was it was it was gorgeous. It was it was just you you just were there, and it yeah. just made you feel. Like you say, at ease and relaxed, and I didn't know that about the fact, but yeah. it makes sense, doesn't it? They yeah. they would be the first to disappear if there was yeah. an actual or something yeah. happening. So, um, okay, so so back to so 2010, you 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 discovered it. You were at this conference. You walked in. You were just like, wow, you, you, this is great. And was this in the UK or this is in Ireland? Actually, or in... No,
1: it was in South Africa.
0: Right. Okay. And
1: um, yeah, so was obviously. The, the great thing with laughter yoga is that it is, aside from being a global phenomenon, it's also global uniter. So that people mm. in South Africa, there are 11 national languages. And that's quite unusual for any country. I think it's the country with the most national languages, actually. Um, but laughter is the universal language. So it doesn't matter where you take it, you can get people to experience themselves through the expression of laughter. And it is globally, it is our release, our relief, our ability to handle stuff, to adjust, and it builds our resilience. So, yeah, that's where it started for me. And, um, you know, it's it's been a privilege to be trained personally by Dr. Kataria. I think he's uh, obviously just such a humanitarian. He has so much humility for all this incredible work that he's done and that he's gifted and that he continues to do. You know, this Laughter Yoga 2.0 that he's uh, running at the moment is all about You know, the next level. What else can we offer in a world that's post pandemic? Post, you know, we've got, uh, we assumed after the pandemic that we'd be able to redress, and now we've got fuel shortages and the war in Ukraine and anxiety. But that's not the only war on the planet, Pete. There are other countries still at war. And of course, there are other issues still ongoing. You know, there's violence against children, against women. Those are wars that are. Ongoing and possibly, you know, uh, uh, detrimental to levels that we will never actually be able to measure. Um, and so the the point is, well, how can how can you laugh against those things? Well, you're not doing it against them you 're doing it despite them you 're doing it so that you can handle what else is going on in the world mm-hmm. and if we if we left you know if we left it till it was polite to laugh we wouldn 't laugh because isn 't you know that 's the reality isn 't it so it 's so important that more and more people understand that laughter isn 't isn 't resting in a condition that we can just <laughs>
0: It's, it's so true it's so true <laughs> I think you know a lot of people like look upon laughter yoga and look at laughter yogis that just, just think like something's not quite right what are they doing why are they laughing and you know a lot I, I know especially sort of during lockdown for myself because because uh, of my hospitality agency that Virtually ground to a yeah. halt, like mental. You know, that's when laughter yoga really came to its forefront yeah. for me, for my own mental well-being. And yeah. there was a lot of my friends were just looking at me, just going, "Pete, why are you laughing? Like this is all happening to you." And and I was very much, I, I can't control anything that's going on, but actually between these two ears,
1: yes,
0: I can. And and this is the bit that I'm I'm really passionate at just trying to just 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 try this, yes. just try it. It's um. And it is just a breath, ultimately, Toby, isn't it? it, it that's-, that's
1: the thing, Pete, and I—I I, I sense, I recognize, and I, I acknowledge what you're going, what you're saying. There is, there's a lot of resistance initially to somebody who can just laugh in a free-flowing, spontaneous, intentional way, and people will often say, "You're crazy," or "You're mad," or "What's wrong with you?" Um, and so they, 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 they don't understand it. And I'll tell you where that comes from, you know. In the past, laughter has been used as, as a way to exclude people. It's being laughed at. That's the thing that hurts us. And as people, all we want to do is be part of something, be included in something. So as we're growing up, when we've been excluded or laughed at in the past, that causes these laughter scars in a way that we learn or we think that laughter is being jeered at and it's being excluded. And that's what causes that initial resistance until people realize, hey, we're not laughing at you, we're laughing with you. We're laughing because of those wonderful benefits of the feeling of relief. And then people can, you know, I often get told, oh, it's so, cr-, you know, it's the cringe factor. And I think that's the very person who needs to laugh more than anybody, the person who's resisting it so much. Mm. Um And it is a process, you know, even for for those of us who are laughter yogis, we also have that that mental loop that goes, hang on a second, or, you know, there's just that little, tiny little something that goes off, and that's only natural. And I think that's great because it helps us to connect with people and to show them, you know, it might feel weird at first. Yeah, absolutely, but keep going. Try it and see how you feel.
0: Definitely, definitely. So, so what? What was the gap then from two thousand and ten to you sort of going? I want to dive deeper into laughter yeah. yoga.
1: Well, I actually, um, I had a, a very interesting experience where I, um, I moved from um, Johannesburg, which is a very dynamic, cosmopolitan, edgy kind of city, very busy, fast-paced, and I moved to a coastal town, and I started doing scuba diving, and it was so interesting, that breath, because you breathe through a regulator, so it's only you breathe in through your mouth and out through your mouth, and that breath, I noticed whenever I went scuba diving, I actually found that I was feeling It was such a calming experience. It's like a meditation under the water and that buoyancy of just being able to be. And I loved the scuba diving. And while I was at that uh, scuba diving school, I actually uh, developed a friendship with the owner who was training for Ironman. And I said, I'd love to come and have a little pedal with you. And I ended up becoming... Uh, quite a serious triathlete. I was swimming, running, cycling, doing the whole thing, and um, I—it I, was enormous fun. Until one day, we were—we had been—we uh, had done a run in the morning, and so you do enormous distances, Pete. It's absolutely huge distances of swimming and running and cycling, and um, we'd been for a run in the morning. We got to the pool for a training session, and the pool was very congested. All the lanes were busy. There were some some older people doing some water aerobics. And as athletes, we kind of arrived and we're like, mm, the aerobics being done. And they were actually creating like mini tsunamis in the pool with all of their stuff. And we ended up having to share a lane. And there we were like just constantly, you do so much. So we were training. And I just, I can remember just the swimming. And the last thing I remember was just, everything just went black and I just went under the water and my heart actually had stopped. It was, that was it. And my friend lifted me up under my arms like that and I said, it's happening. I don't know why I said that. And I fell under the water again and she actually had to save my life. So I had basically died in the water. and. I had to go through quite a, a few investigations because as an athlete, you know, your heart goes under quite a lot uh, under those extreme conditions. And I didn't realize I had a, a heart uh, issue and I ended up wearing an, a portable ECG for a few uh, weeks as they were trying to investigate what is wrong with her. My energy just kept de- depleting and eventually I had to get a pacemaker and I, I had to stop training and um, I think that was what pivoted me was that the realization of we always think we've got time to do stuff. I'll do it when I'll get there when, and when having had that experience, that sort of life and death experience, I realized it's not anything other than the quality of the life that you want and the quality of life that is so full of stress that you can, you can, You can literally lose your life before you've really got to enjoy it. And as it so happened, um, I chose to leave Africa. We're from, our family's from uh, Northern Ireland, and we, we moved back to Northern Ireland. And I just, re, I just completely started a whole new life again, my sister and I. And that's quite something, you know, to to, nice. to move transcontinentally and to try and build again. And I had written a, a couple of books, you know, those bottom drawer books that never get done. And I just thought, you know, when lockdown happened, I thought, you know what, I, I want to write this book. And it occurred to me that I had, I kept trying to quote too many other people because I had that imposter syndrome. I wasn't good enough. I didn't think I was worthy. Who was I to have a message? And eventually that was how I discovered Dr. Kataria's book. And then I thought, you know what? I'm going to stop quoting. I'm actually going to stop it. And I'm just going to write from my heart and that was what i did with this book and that's that's what so in the gap i suppose i was busy being a dj being a broadcaster being a personality living as a persona and what happened when when i when i got so sick was i developed the intrinsic appreciation for my personality and that it was okay not to be on display all the time and that To be authentic meant being vulnerable, it meant taking a back seat, not always trying to entertain or be, and rather just being grateful and present. And that, I suppose, is the gap between when I first heard about it and when, I suppose, I'm one of those people who keeps hesitating, you know, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? And then I get stuck in the mental loop of all the inner critics going, of course you shouldn't do what you think you are, blah, blah, you know? And so that's how long it took me. <laughs> Luckily now I'm all action. Go, go, go! <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's fantastic though. So, so, I mean, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, that, that sometimes, like personally I've not had that 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 situation happened to myself but you hear it a lot of people you know where they have that moment of you know basically near-death experience and it yeah. just changes your whole pers- you know perspective yeah. of life and yeah. and you know it's yeah wow and so so mind ever natter then so that's been sat in it was sat in your bottom drawer because your mind was nattering too much nattering about, on yeah <laughs> I love the title, by the way. It's fantastic. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So, I suppose where, where where can where can people find the book? that would be a it's
1: available. I, I voiced it because obviously, as a voice artist, it made sense that I did that. Took so many hours, though. It's actually it takes a long time. If it takes you a while to read a book, it takes that long to voice it. You know. So um, it's available on Amazon. Um, it's available as a paperback hardcover as an ebook, as an audible. So you can, you can listen to it. You can, you know, take it with you. Um, and yeah, it's, it's it it kind of it whet the appetite in a way. So obviously I want to write more and do more and share more. And I, I'm, I'm doing this uh, laughter diary at the moment. You know, I think with the, every time you start a basic course, Dr. Katari asks you to do the 40 day challenge of showing up every day and laughing for a minute for uh, health, happiness, and world peace. Mm -hmm. And so I love that challenge, but you know, Pete, in that challenge, I, I don't, some people have dogs and they, they like them, they're their dogs. We had, we had dogs and they were family members. Really we treasured them. And during the 40 day challenge, our had died. And I was absolutely gutted, gutted. It still chokes me up because I love him so much. Mm. And I obviously had so much resistance in the challenge. I thought, well, you know, this is actually this is this is hard for me. How how can I laugh in this in the aftermath of of losing this of Riley? I love him. he's, he's a family member. I was grieving. And I just thought, I want to be that person that that shows up these days, that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't resist and doesn't hold back and doesn't give up. And so I laughed the next day, not because I, I, I actually didn't have the energy for it. I was heartbroken, but I grief laughed. Mm. And in the group, there was a WhatsApp group, and there were so many people who were talking about, Grief, laughter, and it just inspired me to know it's not always fun and games and bells and whistles and loud hilarity and you know laughter blaster stuff. Sometimes you have that intimate, quiet space, and you know that kind that gave me a real grounded space where I could appreciate the, the the laughter. That so anyhow, so I never stopped doing laughter every day after that, and obviously leading and teaching and all of that. Um, But I'm releasing a book at the end of this year, which is the the, uh, everyday laughter. So on my YouTube channel, every day I put up a a laughter uh, video and it's just so much fun to see. Sometimes uh, I also have fibromyalgia. So it's when you've got a body that is, you know, fighting itself, you're in a boatload of pain. And um, it's not easy sometimes when you're physically so inflamed that it's hard to lift your head up. And, you know, trying to overcome the depression that goes with that. And, you know, so there's like this mental, emotional difficulty. And I just find that laughter helps me do it. So we'll be releasing a book at the end of the year, which so for every uh, video that I post, I write a little piece about it. So it'll be, you know, the day in the life of laughter, a year of laughing
0: yeah that's amazing that's amazing yeah. it, they do they do say that once you write one book then another one's already <laughs> yeah exactly exactly yeah. i mean i i put it out there that i have got a book in me and i started right and i just yeah it's there it's still there um yeah it's just do getting around it. to it's getting around to it isn't it yeah. it's um it's yeah yeah so but I, I i what i found when i was writing what i have written was actually it was a really good just way of just releasing a lot of energy that I had within me and just you know so so you know and I had, you know feelings and they say it's a form of therapy don't they when you write write like a journal I suppose, isn't yeah. it? So it's um so so when you trained with Madan, was was this in person or was it online?
1: Online, yeah, because it was it was lockdown. So um obviously I mean he's he's uh in the he's building up the ashram that's going to be in um uh in india and it's exciting to think that people laughter yogis from around the world will be able to go to the laughter U- yoga university mm. and i'm so excited to do that obviously there's so many uh, laughter yogis around the world who have those direct relation personal spaces where they've trained with him mm. and that's what i love about him is that he's so approachable so amenable and so available you know after everything that he's created it's just lovely so naturally it's we might even see you there (laughs) yes yes
0: (laughs) you know we said off air that it's something that i'm you know definitely it's on my it's on my to-do list yeah
1: definitely yeah
0: um, but you know
1: what? what we know is that um it's just as beneficial online as it is in person that's what's mm-hmm. remarkable about this. In the same way that intentional laughter is just as valuable as uh, spontaneous laughter, in a way, the intentional laughter is even better because we can sustain it, mm-hmm. and that's what's ma- that's what's significant. So, if we are online, uh, we we are at least able to still have that connection, but certainly the in-person connection is so it's just energetically. Uh, more wholehearted, I would say, uh, yeah. but both are valuable.
0: Hi, it's Pete here, and I hope you're enjoying the show. I have a little favour to ask. If you are enjoying this episode, then why not press that share button and help spread the power of laughter with your network? Anyway, on with the episode. Yeah, I think uh, you know. So, I sort my my journey started in 2019 was when I became a leader. Yeah, and um, I like i suppose as as soon as i became the leader i was just like right i want to do this more i want to do in person so i started doing a few in-person sessions and obviously lockdown came and that's where i i really got into the online side of things because actually like i said the hospitality shut so hey what else am i going to do i know what i'm just going to laugh on a daily basis and 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 share the power of laughter really and but you're right i mean when you're in person it's just it's a completely different level i mean it, online works it does work and and yeah. there was a lot of people i think in the community initially were just like it won't work it won't work i don't think it's as powerful and but you're right it's just a, a, having that space where you can turn up and you can play and you can yeah. be childlike and you don't yeah. have you know you don't have people looking on you just going what are they doing because it, it, yeah. everyone's in the same same boat aren't they so um and and Toby, when i when i was in portugal i, I joined a couple of sessions that you were running and oh, i'd right. like yeah I, it, it it'll be I amazing for you i
1: remember seeing you there actually
0: <laughs> yeah it'll be, it'll be amazing for you to share i mean what so how did that come about
1: uh with uh, dr Kataria, um i'm lucky enough to be part of a, a, a the dream team with him. It's a, it's a group of people. He's wise enough to know that you've got to keep, um, uh, you know, keep circulating the energy. So when you get, I mean, a a new energy or a new enthusiast, it's good to get them active and uh, engaged so that they can promote laughter yoga to their environment and to, you know, the, the greater community. So I, I think as a consequence of um, doing uh, work with him and training with him uh, privately,
0: Mm.
1: I think I also had the benefit of, um, you know, emceeing International Laughter Yoga Day and uh, the World Conference and doing things like that where I would be working behind the scenes with him, with Vinayak and, you know, with the team working on, uh, you know, bringing laughter yoga to i mean we had so many people on that uh, there were were too many there were a thousand people on the session and we couldn't get more in so it's remarkable to see you know screen after screen after screen when you click through it's like eight nine twelve yeah it's just huge when you see Mm. all the numbers and it's like you know, three or four people joining in. So it's not just a 1,000. It could be up to 2,000, 3,000 people. It's wonderful. So I suppose as a consequence of working with him behind the scenes on those things, um, he then invited me to host on Mondays um, his laughter club. And, you know, that's a great privilege for me. It's a great honor to do that because it's his platform. It's his laughter club. He shows up every morning um, uh, and then on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday in the evening sessions, you know, I get to do, I get to do after, and sometimes I'll do a Wednesday or Friday or whatever. But I must say it's, a, I'm, I'm, it's I'm humbled and honored and I love to do it. So we called it Monday's Fun Day with Tobe. And we have an enormous amount of fun. Because, Pete, I don't only want to teach... Uh, this is milkshake laughter, I like to put it into a, a narrative. I like to mm. create a story, you know, maybe princess haha has been captured and we've got to go and rescue her or something, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I just love to constantly uh, uh, regenerate ideas. And, you know, the idea that you could, you know, post let- uh, a laughter into a letter and send that off. Or today, for example, we had a message in a, bottle and the message was laughter you know filling it up and it's you know sometimes the stuff just comes to you um spontaneously and i think that's a function of the creativity that laughter yoga stimulates in people is you know you learn the the foundational exercises and then just get more and more creative as you go along so you start creating more and more um you know like stacking them and layering them it's enormous fun so yeah that's, yeah. that's how that
0: came about now that's amazing it's amazing and it's 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 interesting you mentioned about different theming and different you know the ideas and creativeness because yeah. I, I I interviewed um Susie Shaw. I don't know if you know Susie but she did a different laugh through lockdown every single day different theme she dressed up so she she's a clown as well yeah. so she you know and everything was themed around and it's just lovely spent a lot of obviously energy, but yeah. she said it actually helped her massively through the whole of lockdown because it gave her purpose. It yeah. gave her, the you know, her mind something to do, I think, which was yeah. really, really important. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously she's also got a back catalogue of all these wonderful exercises, which, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. And the good
1: thing is you can, you know, that's, uh, as teachers, we ask our leaders, you know, come up with some more exercises and share that and do that. And, um I think that's, the one, that's what's so lovely about the community spirit of laughter yoga is that it's, it's not ego-based. It's not about me being a, a teacher or a leader or master trainers doing stuff. It's about, you know, our, our role is to help people to connect with their personal laughter. And in the laughter comes the healing and out of the healing comes the hope. And from there, we can build again. So it's not about me showcasing my talent because it's that's that I think, in a way, in that pool incident, it just brought home to me it's not important. What's important is the impact, the effect that you have on people, not on who we think we are, you know. And I, I have such a heart for people in that respect that I'm aware that if I can offer, you know, sometimes. Sometimes somebody comes onto the club and they're really suffering. They're in, they might be, you know, on that fulcrum, life mm-hmm. and death can be that way. And there can just be something that you do that makes a difference for them. Yeah.
0: yeah. I was going to say that sort of leads me quite nicely on to one of the questions I like to ask Laughed Yogis is, you know, has there been a time where someone's come up to you and said, wow. Yeah, this has opened my mind. or this is this this is what I was going through. And thank you so much. I mean, yeah. you've got any stories that you'd like yeah, to share?
1: Yeah, I've I've actually did have. Um, I won't share her name, mm-hmm. but I did get a really heartfelt letter from from a woman who said who wrote to me saying that it was one of those stories where the heartache was so ah oh, just so palpable, Pete. And every line that she was writing i could feel the suffering you know that she had been going through and and she had come to the decision that she wasn't she actually wasn't going she wasn't going to tolerate the suffering anymore and uh, she had come to the position of that was going to be that was it for her and she happened to see one of my videos and she found herself laughing despite herself, you know, she had made all her plans. She'd written her, her final goodbye letter and gone. She'd said gone to the degree of explaining all of these fairly gruesome details actually. And then she said, you know, she loved it because actually she started to laugh as she tore it up. And, so I, was like, <laughs> and I just thought, I'm so, um, humbled by the fact that something that I do as a you know, I do it as a as as something that I love. And obviously you hope that it matters to people. But when you actually hear somebody was going to take their life and now they've taken up laughter, that's massive. And it really does make a difference for me to hear things like that. So I, I get a lot of letters from people. You'll tell me, you know, you cheered me up or you helped me through or I was battling or I've just been retrenched or, you know. I also have fibromyalgia. It's very difficult for me. And some days because the fact is I can be laughing one day, you know, in between sessions, you know, I actually have a lot of physical body pain. Mm. And that is the benefit of laughter in, in a large, uh, to a large degree is that it definitely helps mitigate against the chronic pain. Um, And part of the, uh, the chronic pain is that you also get an inflammation on your lungs. So I get quite wheezy sometimes the lungs get, and so the, the breathing exercises that, you know, the reverse namaste breathing exercises really help me to expand my own lung capacity and laughter is that you know it's a it's about breathing and laughing and letting go and you know so it's not that I, I I'm this uh, effervescent ever ever positive always available bubble pot I'm also going through stuff and I personally mm-hmm. use laughter to help me through and what I find is it it beca- because I have it as such a close uh, such a filled practice it's uh, often, just laugh about how silly I am, you know, like um, I'm like moaning and groaning with back pain or sciatica. Like today I was, my video today was about rolling on the, you know, I don't know if you've done rolling, people, but it is nasty. It is sure uncomfortable. <laughs> and I normally moan and groan when I'm doing it. And today I just thought I'm going to laugh about it because it's so ridiculous. And actually the laughter, and we know that laughter is a great pain reliever because mm. of the endorphins that get released and they do help us to fight pain. So, <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting because do you mean like a foam roller where you? Yes, when, yes I know exactly. When when I a roller uh,
1: was, of doom.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. When I was training for the marathon, it was just like it was right like on the quads. It's like ah, but again, I've done the same. Just like
1: <laughs> exactly, and it delights us. It absolutely tickles us, and it's like well, whatever. <laughs> it's
0: fine. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, um, thank you so much for sharing that story, because I know that there's people that listen to this podcast that, you know, that's, that's, that's resonated with somebody definitely. And, you know, I think it's important for, for, you know, us laughter yogis to actually share these, these, these conversations and these, these experiences, because actually it, it is important. And Toby, it's the same, I suppose when I, you know, I, I turn up as much as I can online, I try and do as many videos and, and, first of all for myself because it it raises my vibration but then when you get those those correspondence from people just to, to and even the people that are in the shadows that don't really put their hand up very often but once in a while you'll get that little i needed yeah. that and you're like yeah.
1: amazing wow. it's very
0: and, and it, it yeah, completely it does humble us and it, it it's it's you know it's just yeah, I just like, uh, yeah, I forget sometimes, if I'm honest, I'm in this very little, this laughter man bubble quite a lot of the times. It's like, yeah. I right, must laugh and do, do, do. But actually, yeah. you know, times like that really do just bring everything back to base layer and go, right. That's- yes, I remember now why why this is important and um, yeah. fantastic. OK, so, so Toby, I always like to ask for two of your favourite laughing exercises. Now you obviously mentioned milkshake, but there must be a couple of you know laughing exercises where we can laugh now for for a minute or so. It'll be fine.
1: <laughs> There's one that I like, and obviously living in Ireland is and Northern Ireland. I have uh, you know I moved between the two countries. Um, you see a lot of rainbows, so <laughs> I like to think of it like this: if you put your hands together, start small, so it's like t- <laughs> and you make the rainbow. <laughs> And then you close, and then it gets bigger.
0: (laughs) 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 I love that. I love that. That's a really okay. nice take, a really nice take on gradient laughter as well. It, it is, just, it is. Yeah. And it's
1: fun because you get it, you know, you're bringing the body in. And we don't often think about closing a rainbow, but there's something so beautiful about that kind of, It's. it feels like a movement, a mixture or something like that. The other thing that I love to do is is kind of in, in a way get a tune in my head, Pete, like it doesn't matter what it is. And that's the whole thing is, is it shouldn't be an actual song. You know, I've got a song called Laugh It Off and often people sing, oh, will ask me, will you please play Laugh It Off? I love that beat. And people will ask for it. But I say go beyond that obvious thing of um choreography, go beyond the obvious thing of an actual melody and just laugh to a song that doesn't exist and laugh with it. So it's like... Very, yeah. yay. <laughs> very, good. very
0: good very good yay <laughs> fantastic i love it i love the fact that you you know the movement is i can see and i can see the play and and you know the the yeah i think just <laughs> amazing tovi you've been a joy this has been pleasure. a joy it really has really so um pleasure. so uh, there are people listening to this right now that go, I want more Toby in my life. Where can I find her? Where's the best place to come and out oh, a chat?
1: Yeah, with pleasure. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. Um, you know, pretty much uh, LinkedIn. So you'll find me at Tove Kane, T-O-V-E-K-A-N-E. And yeah, my book's available on Amazon. Um, there was something that I, you know, Pete, I love opening a book. This just happened. As I brought it out, I thought, you know, sometimes I forget you almost in a way become a conduit for, it's almost like a higher energy. You'll notice when you finally get to write your book, because you're the conduit, you start writing something that's come from higher than us. Mm-hmm. And when I read this, I thought this is so true. So may I share it with you? Just yeah, as please can-
0: do.
1: So... I I was talking about toddler wisdom at the time and um, I'd spoken about, I love the way toddlers approach life because they haven't fully developed a mindset. They're they're so changeable. They don't interrogate their intentions. They just do stuff when they spill their food or knock their juice over. A toddler doesn't ask why me, you know, but I wanted to say here, when we're new in the world, our imagination is easily accessible. When we don't limit ourselves, we dabble in all sorts of tasks because we have a beginner's mind. Stuff is interesting, and we're keen to keep learning. These are the qualities that we lack as adults. We lose our sense of creativity, resilience, and wonder. And that is something that laughter Yoga will teach, creativity, resilience, and wonder. And I think that's why I'm so grateful to Dr. Kataria for reigniting those in me and in others. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an enormous privilege to be able to have spent some time with you today and with you know the people who come onto your podcast and who enjoy the laughter. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Tove, it's, uh, it's my absolute pleasure. Uh, I've, I finish with what, one last question and that's what three things bring you joy?
1: Uh, obviously laughter brings me joy laughter brings me joy Um, being in nature and the love of wholehearted connection with people brings me joy
0: Fantastic, Tove, thank you so much Thank you Pete. Thank you so much for listening to Laughter and Positivity with Pete To access today's show notes and exclusive content, please head over to petecan.com forward slash podcast be sure to tune in next week for your next dose of laughter and positivity until then remember if Pete can you can